check, 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 one, two, check, one, two. Mommy on the Rocks, Casey Chops. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at MIA on the Rocks. Follow us on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button. Today's guest got my brother Carlos in here. What's good? What's up, brother? How are you, bro? I'm doing good, people dude. People who you don't know Carlos, you, if you haven't seen him, you've been living under a rock. Mm. Um, he's one of the, the, the most popping stand-up comedians um, in Miami. And you've seen him all over Only in Dade. He's heavily affiliated with Only in Dade. Shout out to Lenny and them. Um, yes, sir. He's got his show. He does uh, shows. He, he's doing his show at the Improv. Yeah. Coming up. Uh, plug that. When's the date for that? Uh, March 15th, next Wednesday. March 15th. You're yeah, headlining your own I'm show. I'm headlining. First time doing it. I'm excited. Uh, before, I used to like have other my shows there before. It was like a talk show, variety show. But this time, I'm like... I'm doing a full hour. Stand-up comedy, boom. Pure. Yeah, bro. bro you've been grinding for a, lot, a long time, bro. Yeah, and dude. I have a respect for you guys. Um, you, Mario, like you guys, Caballo, you guys have been in the Miami circuit. Yeah, Stand-up comedy, like hustling for a minute, bro. You've been it's doing crazy. shows at the Improv. You yeah, curate bro. content. Like I, I see you all online. So I heavily respect your hustle, my brother. Thank like, you, it, you too, This brother. has been long overdue, bro. Very you, long dude. overdue. Thank you, bro. I'm glad we're finally doing it. Yeah, hell yeah, bro. Um... Damn, I guess let's get into your story, bro. Uh, yeah, man. F- born and raised in Miami? No, no. I was actually born in Mexico. Uh, okay. My parents are Cuban, uh-huh. and uh, they moved to Mexico, and and I we moved there in 2004. We came here when I was like 11, okay. and, and I've been here ever since, yeah. Okay. They needed like, you know, they wanted somewhere that they could speak Spanish, mm-hmm. so they went to Mexico, and then they were like, wait, we can speak Spanish over here, and no one's going to like steal our kid, so that, then we came to Miami. <laughs> so you, grew up, you grew up in my... I grew up in Mexico. just got kidnapped in Mexico, by the way. She was crazy. I know. That's, what that's, that's why I made that. I didn't mean to make that a joke. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. No, no, fuck that, bro. No sensitive, Come on, dog. No sensitive <laughs> shit over here. Okay, good. We're going to get to the sensitivity and like if that bothers you at all, yeah, yeah, because yeah. it really bothers me how sensitive of the world course, is yeah, right yeah. now. But... Um, but uh, did, so you grew up in Miami? I grew up in, well, technically I was raised from like, you know, to, since I was born till I was 10 in Mexico. And then came So over elementary here. school, all I did in, in Mexico. Okay. Came here in sixth grade. Okay. And yeah. what part of Miami did you grow up in? I grew up in Hialeah and Miami Lakes. So okay, I was, I was Hialeah, out my, there, bro. I'm from, I was born in Hialeah. My dad, oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. my dad was like the last white guy born in Hialeah. So he, Damn, he's bro. from high, he went to HML and shit. <laughs> uh, possibly more, but HF, yeah, it's bro. funny. Yeah. Cause, but Miami Lakes is like Hialeah just with like two car garages and shit. Yeah, exactly, man. I, I call it, it's just like, you know, it's fancy Hialeah. Like instead of like roosters, they have cows. Like that's really the main, it's, it's like Hialeah the with, the tie, with the tie. And a little bit. Yeah. You know? Like you have a boat out front, but like the boat doesn't work. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's Miami yeah. Lakes for you. That's a like you're going to, where you take it to the lake? Like no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's really it. There's, uh, they're like, so, bro, you. So, what? What got you into stand-up comedy, bro? Like, when? Man. When did you decide to take it serious? I always, think a lot of people think they're funny. Yeah, they don't think about. All right, let me take it to the next level and try to do it as a profession. Yeah, dude. So I started. I always knew that I wanted to do some level of comedy. Like while growing up, mm-hmm. um, I probably didn't know at the time, but like looking back on my childhood, I was like, oh yeah, like I was kind of like this was kind of my destiny in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, as like you know, silly as that sounds, mm-hmm. but. I was watching, like, I moved to to Miami, and we were, like, out here, like, literally watching, you know, Saturday Night Live with, well, not barely even understanding English. Mm -hmm. So, like, the first Saturday that I was here, like, we were in, like, the apartment, like, our boxes were still out here. Uh, like not pat, like everything was just on the on the boxes and shit. And I literally remember watching like Keenan Thompson and Lindsay Lohan from The Parent Trap. And obviously, I know both of these people because I watched Keenan and Kel and The Parent Trap while I was in Mexico, like with Spanish like translations. Like, oh, it's almost like it was very yeah, yeah, different. Yeah, yeah. But I was like, oh my god, like what's happening right now? Like two worlds are colliding in front of me, and I was just like staring, and I was like, oh my god, what's going on? And ever since I, I, I remember watching the whole show, barely understanding it, but still laughing at it 
Um, and ever since I just got into just comedy, like I became like a comedy fan. Mm -hmm. Um, and in Mexico I would watch these like sketch shows that was like, Eugenio Derbez is like one of the best mm -hmm. comedians in, in Mexico. He's like huge. He still, he does work in English now and he's been able to like translate from Mexico to, to just the American, um, industry, um, or market rather. And I, I grew up watching like little sketch shows called Laura Pico, Laura Derbez, all these mm -hmm. different shows. Um, so ever since I, I was a kid, I was experiencing that. And like, my family's always been like funny. Like my dad's like, mm -hmm. like silly. He doesn't even realize he's being funny, but he's that type of dude that like, right. he'll like literally like felt like from the ceiling once once he was trying to fix the AC and like, you know, he didn't hurt himself. It was pretty bad, but like, it was like, he does shit like that. Like he'll fall out in the pool. Like he's like very clumsy, but like he yeah. pretends he's not cause he's like, like still like a yeah. Cuban, like macho guy. Yeah. So like I grew up seeing that and I was like, this is hilarious. I, no I read something this. where they said that comedy is actually a gene. Like it gets passed down. Like usually if you're funny, your parents have like a really good sense of humor as well. Did you, you know? see that? I just fucking drop fucking tequila yeah, right on my head. That's it, bro. That's my dad looking in and he's just like, oh dude, fuck it. <laughs> he's alive. I don't know why I made that sound yeah, like he's yeah, dead <laughs> from the skies or whatever. But, 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 yeah, but, bro. But, but I think yeah. it is. Like my dad is legitimately, I, I, I would say 80% of my set when I first started doing stand-up was about my dad. Wow. Like it was about just like shit happening about my dad. Yeah. Like one of my closers um, is about my dad and like what right. he does and like the way that he is and like just being like so such a Cuban like yeah. you know because that Cuban culture is like everything's like you're a man you're a macho. Yeah, but shit, then they'll be right? like, oh, where's my kiss when you leave the house? Yeah, so it's like yeah, very yeah. like what's the yeah. dichotomy of that? So it, it's it's odd, but I think that and then I. I remember being like 13 and like discovering Comedy Central mm -hmm. and like they would just be putting like George Carlin like at 2 p.m. like George Carlin wow. specials and I was like Legend. 13 year old kid just watching George Carlin talk about like how the world is shitty and like God yeah. isn't real and like just still being funny about it yeah. and I was like now understanding more English and I was like this is wild yeah. like seeing Eddie Murphy and all that stuff like it was just like I became such a fan of it mm -hmm. um and yeah, in high school, I was like the chubby, funny kid. That's how I like, if I got girls, it was because I was making them laugh first. Right. Um, and then in senior year of high school, I took a drama class um, with Miss McDonald, shout out Miss McDonald, uh, in Miami Lakes Educational Center, Miami Lakes Tech, that's where I went to high school. Mm -hmm. um, and I t it was a drama class. I took it because I was like, oh, I need an elective. I don't know what to do. And bro, that thing like changed my life. Like I like, I, I knew that I was like trying to do some sort of performance, like be in the performing arts in some sort of way. Right. And then I did this monologue where I had to like read or like, rem like learn a monologue. And I was like, what am I going to do? And I, um, I don't know why I found this online, A Few Good Men, that monologue from like, okay. you can't handle the truth. And yeah. it's like Tom Cruise and Jack Nicholson. And I did that in class. Um, and I somehow made it a little funny, but it was still like a serious topic mm -hmm. and it was still the same words. And like everybody like stood up and started clapping. Wow. And I was like, bro, dude. And being like a fucking like the fat kid in class, that's yeah. funny. And then like getting that sort of reaction will change your life. I was it was also spirit week and I was wearing um I was dressed up as Jack Jack from The Incredibles. Okay. So maybe that's what made it funnier. But yeah. it definitely like uh like changed my whole thing. And she made me do it again and go to a class mm -hmm. that was like in another period and I did the same monologue and they're like, That's what we should be doing. And I was like, damn, really? Uh, what well, so yeah. so well, how did you start curating content was it was it like online was that the first no like, tell not me at about all the first time you went in front of a stage to do like a set or bro something? i was so i so i was i went to fiu uh right after i i graduated from from mlc and i had bro like all sorts of like just things through my mind like i didn't really know what to do and my parents did like it mm -hmm. um 
And I was like, man, I, I might as well do IT. Like, I guess I'm into computers or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I went and I did a career. Like, I literally got a bachelor's degree in, like, management information systems, cybersecurity. Mm -hmm. um, and I honestly hated it. Like, I did not like it while I was there. Mm -hmm. But in tandem, um, I was also, like, going to the gym and losing weight. So I didn't really care about school. I was just, like, kind of focused on losing weight. Like, I lost, mm -hmm. like, 110 pounds in a matter of, like, eight oh, months. Shit. Yeah. Like, I was, like, 320 when I, like, graduated high school. Like, I was really, really big. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't, like, muscle. It was pure fat and right. Chick-fil-A and Taco Bell that was in front of us in the school. Right. Uh, and, and yeah, dude. So I did that. And it I just, just focused on losing weight and not really focused on what I was studying. So I was, like, kind of letting school ride. Mm -hmm. And then I something hit me, like, uh, junior year of college. Like, well, I was, I was, like, dude, I'm not – I don't love what I'm doing. I don't know why I'm doing this. Um do like there's some I don't remember if I watched a video or if it was like some much motivational video or something mm -hmm. clicked in me that I was like I gotta do like what I love mm -hmm. even if I don't even know what that is just mm -hmm. yet I just know I like making people laugh mm -hmm. in some way shape or form so I took an acting class at this place called the Miami Acting Studio and I did that for like a month it was cool dope chill but then I quit I didn't I stopped doing that and then senior year of college uh, while I was like about to graduate, I took it. I started taking an improv class in this place called Just the Funny in Crow Way. Mm -hmm. uh, it was twenty, like the end of twenty sixteen, um, and I started taking that class. And the second I went into that class, I was like, "Oof, this feels different. Like this feels dope." Mm -hmm. And it was just a bunch. I was the youngest one there. I must have been like twenty, twenty one mm -hmm. years old, and everybody was like kind of doing it as a hobby improv is like different than stand-up it's like people it's like you get a suggestion to people are on the scene and then you improvise the scene it's right, like right. this show called whose line is it anyway right or it's like like freestyling off the dome like exactly off the it kind of it literally yeah. it's almost like just like rap freestyle but yeah. you're just whose doing, line is it anyway basically. literally that's yeah. what that is so you're like improvising that and i remember being on stage that first time that i was on stage um and they make you do this exercise the first day and you get up on stage and then they're like, all right, talk for like a minute and try to be funny. And I did. And I was funny and people were laughing. But the whole purpose of that exercise, a lot of people weren't like it was kind of awkward or whatever. The whole point of that exercise exercise was for you to realize that this wasn't stand up and you weren't and you're not supposed to make people laugh. You're supposed to be like, you know, partner focus. And I was like. I mean, I still made some people laugh, mm -hmm. so it was cool. Uh, so I was like, okay, I think I think I could still do that, but whatever. And then I told the teacher that that we were there, and everybody was saying like, oh, I want to do this as a hobby. I'm a lawyer. I want to learn to speak mm -hmm. better. I'm a this. I'm a that. I'm a teacher. I don't have time for it. This is my hobby. Whatever. And I told the teacher like, as we were leaving, I was like, dude, I just want. I don't know why I feel the need to say this, but this is like what I want my life to be. Like, I want to make this my career. So if you can like just take a little bit of like that. And whenever you're teaching me, push me further. Like I will love, I will take that and I'll, and I'll, and I'll use it. Wow. And he did. And he kind of like became like my mentor, like while I was in that in like school. Um, and there was five levels and I passed all five levels and then I became part of the cast. I started, become, I became a director. I started teaching improv, like taught improv from like 2017, 2018. Um, and I was like a huge part of that theater. I like did mm -hmm. a lot for it. But when you do improv, you're not really getting any sort of payment. Like it's a very, yeah. because a lot of people see it as a hobby. A lot of people even see it as a pyramid scheme because you're like, oh, you like this? Tell your friends and then come and like, oh, you gotta pay yeah. like $2, $200 for this class in the semester. So it becomes a lot of like pay to play type of yeah. shit, you know? And I kind of saw through that, but I loved it so much. And I, be, I was already so deep in the theater. I was doing shows like three times a week. Rehearsal was on Wednesdays two shows on Saturday, a show on Friday. So I was just like, that was my life. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, and then in 2019, the beginning of 2019, I kind of like was realizing like, 
uh, I'm kind of like, I don't know if I want to just do this. Like I was just doing that and I realized I wasn't really making money and I still had to have a day job, which I had gotten from like this. I was doing like IT, but it was still fairly easy at this company. Um, and yeah, and then I just decided to get like on a stage and do stand up at this place called Taurus in the Grove. I don't know if you've mm -hmm. been there. Uh, they have like this open mic on Thursdays. Mm -hmm. um, and I went with my boy Albie, who he's going to be at the show March 15th as well. And we were both like, ah, uh, he was, he had already done it twice. And I was, I got up and I did the open mic. I had like some jokes. And I remember feeling like I didn't crush. Obviously, it was my first time doing it. Mm -hmm. But I was like, this feels good. This is like I have control of what I'm doing. Like you could see yourself getting comfortable on the, in that Correct. environment. And I already had like that stage experience from doing improv for like three years before that. Mm. So I was like, OK. And it, so that kind of like helped me be like, OK, if I can do the improv thing, I can just like kind of like write and take a little more time and see how that's like. And there is kind of a way to get to get paid doing stand up mm -hmm. as opposed to improv. Improv is a very like. If you're making money, it's because you're teaching improv or because right, you're right. someone that's so well-known in Chicago that is getting paid this much money to do it. Right. It's barely any. And right. the hopes of getting through like Second City, which is like a huge theater or like a huge school in Chicago, is kind of like, it's it's very slim yeah, that, that yeah, you do yeah. that. And I, you know, I still, my, my, my dream was to just like do improv for a living. And you could kind of like weave that into your comedy too. Like yeah. if you, and, and fuck with the audience too. And kind of like work. improv, yeah, you know. That's, that's all that crowd work is. Improv anyway, like, you know. Extra exactly. So like the reason like I, I sometimes do crowd work and like it works so well or I'll, I'll do a callback is because that's like the tools that you have when you like do improv. Mm -hmm. So I kind of like started using that while I started doing stand up, et cetera. And then the pandemic hit and I was still doing improv and doing stand up in tandem. And you couldn't do improv because you have to be in a room full of like six yeah. people. And then stand-up kind of was dead. So I kind of had to figure out what the hell I was going to do. So I started creating little videos and little content here and there, la, la, la. And yeah, dude, like I just, I just started posting little things. Nothing really was like popping or anything. Mm -hmm. um, and then November came for Miami. And then some open mics started opening back up. Some rooms started opening up. I started going to like more and more. And I was writing through the pandemic because it was so much time. I was just writing, 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 writing. Um, and I had written like pretty, like I was like, oh, this, this, this is pretty good. Like mm -hmm. I, I don't, I don't, I'm pretty kind of confident about it. I just got to see how it works on stage. Mm -hmm. And, and I did, I went to a few open mics, it, it, the, the things were working. I was like, oh, cool. I don't feel like a noob anymore, like I did. You kind of, as you're doing it, you're kind of like testing out the material that you wrote and then like, you're kind of like analyzing if it's working, I got to modify this, like Correct. in real time as you're doing it. Oh, like, literally. Okay, it? Yeah. You got to almost like, it's almost like driving. Like if, so if there's a car right here mm -hmm. and you're going to have to swerve, you can't follow the GPS if it's telling you to go straight into a car, you got to yeah, like yeah. figure it out. You got to pivot. Yeah, you got to have like different bags to like choose from. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, yeah. Or like when you're DJing, like if a, a song's not working or a vibe's if not going, you got to go to the hip got to go this way and yeah. see what happens. So you got to also do that with your jokes. Mm. Uh, but when you're starting, you only have like, you know, seven minutes of material. So you can't yeah. really do that as much. Yeah. But as you get a little more and more, you start trying little things out and you, you throw in some crowd work to bring the audience back in and then you throw in the jokes, blah, blah, blah. Um, so I was doing that and the pandemic hit. And then I had, uh, I was posting videos uh, on Instagram. Nothing was really hitting. I only had like a thousand something, 2000 followers really. Mm -hmm. um, and then I posted a video of me doing... Um, Spanish accents, like I was doing like different Spanish accents. Mm -hmm. um, and that video like started blowing up on TikTok. It was like the day where like you can still go viral on TikTok. I think I remember that. Yeah, Wait, yeah, yeah. Was that your like, so, okay, so this is like your your biggest piece of content, would you say? Yeah, well, at this point, there's others, but that was definitely the first one that I was like, oh crap. Okay. This like internet thing is real, like it actually works properly for like, mm -hmm. you know, like videos and stuff, because nothing that I ever had put out had done any sort of damage. Like if I had gotten, if I got like a hundred and, 
five likes, I was like, oh my God, I made it. Like back in the day. Uh -huh. Like if it was like, that's, real that's, quick, that was real a quick. lot. Can we do a Colombian accent? A Colombian? O sea, ¿qué parte de Colombia quieres que te hable? O sea, es que si son los colombianos, porque te harán como si se estuvieran pidiendo perdón. Like if they're asking you, if they're sorry for something they did, even though they're just asking you for something. Okay. Uh, 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 Dominican. <laughs> eh, el dominicano te habla así como más, como si tuviera, tú te sientes que está como que haciendo como si tuviera el carro empezado, como que yo torno a car. Puerto Rican. Eh, el puertorriqueño te habla así como super chilling. Yo quisiera, estamos aquí con Casey Chop, chopeando, tacatiquita, cataca. Claro, obviamente, el cubano te sale natural. You know? yeah, could, you, could you do the Argentino? Eh, sí, es que el argentino, yo lo sé hacer, el argentino, el centro argentino, porque como ganó, como ganó <laughs> Messi. Y, yeah. Exacto, no comemos pollo, comemos pollo. ¿Me entiendes? Right. Out here. Bro, I always say, like, like <laughs> Colombians speak Spanish, well, Paisas speak Spanish like they're crying. Like, por That's acá, what I'm saying. That's like, serio, por, por, da, da, da. Yeah, yeah, Dominicans yeah. speak Spanish like there's a shot clock. Like the, 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 yeah, like that's what I'm saying. Everything just quick, 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 quick. Let's go. I feel like Cubans speak Spanish like they're gargling and there's something in their throat. Like, for sure. Straight up. That's crazy, bro. So that video explodes. Um, is that when like Only in Dade kind of yeah. takes note? Okay. So Only in Dade. So I, I, that video was went viral like while I was like literally at an open mic, mm -hmm. um, like in Broward. It was at this place called like CNI Studios. I don't even know if it's still open. Mm -hmm. um, and I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like I saw my TikTok and I was like, it just kept had a bunch of comments and likes and that had never happened to me before. Mm -hmm. So I was like, whoa, this is sick. This is crazy. Mm -hmm. And then it went viral on TikTok, whatever. And then a week after I was out of town um and i realized that i see only and they uh reposted mm -hmm. the video because i had posted it on instagram a week after that mm -hmm. um because i was like oh crap i should post that on instagram and then i was out of town i wasn't even like in miami um i was in la doing this like i, I went like on american idol i don't know if you like saw I, I yeah and i like I and i was literally in la uh filming that while this was happening oh, and lenny hits me up um and he's like literally just says call me like he posted the video The video did like great, and I, I was like, I made it. I, I'm never, I never have to work a day in my life. I made yeah. it on only a day. Like that's, you know what yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. when you're like thinking in that sense. Um, and only a day had like blown up on like through the pandemic. Yeah. I remember started, I started following only a day. Like, bro, it must have been like late 2019 or like early 2020. I wasn't really following that that much. Mm -hmm. And my ex at the time, her brother was like super into the page. It was always, to me, it was always like only in Dade and Lifestyle Miami. Yeah. And then only in Dade just like lap every time. Like, just yeah, got them out of here, bro. Straight up. Dude from Lifestyle Miami started posting like other emotional shit and like that stuff. Was like, <laughs> yeah. Started dude, that shit was stupid crazy. shit. And, like, dude, homeboy would his... hit me up at three in the morning. Like, he'd be like, bro, dude, like, we got to post your stuff, but like, we can't. Like, if you, and I'm like, bro, what, yeah. uh, what, what, what are we doing here? What, what's going on right like, now? What are, yeah. what, are you serious? Like, this is what we're fighting yeah, about? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah dude. And it was, yeah. it was ridiculous. Um, yeah, that was silly as hell. I didn't even follow Lifestyle Miami at all. Yeah. And then, well, now all they do is post like ads all over their page. Yeah, so. No, anyway. it's all good. Anyway, yeah, yeah. so only in uh, date yeah, and yeah. that happened. We team only in date on this side, of bro. Of course, of course, bro. I don't uh, even think there's a competition. Yeah, but no, there isn't anymore. No, yeah. Um, okay, dope. So, so you connect with Lenny and Only and Day throughout yeah. the pandemic, and then 
Well, towards the well, the end of the pandemic for and, Miami. And for the rest of the world, it was like the middle of the pandemic. If you really. And then you start to like do some things at the improv too. Yeah. Like, so at that same, so that video went viral. Like I think it was December. It was like for on on TikTok I posted it like November twenty something, and then we on Instagram it was I posted it on December fourth. I'm telling they only they posted it like I think ten minutes after I posted that video, mm-hmm. literally. And I would tag only and date and everything after I found out about them. I'm like, maybe something will hit. Like, maybe they'll repost something. Mm-hmm. Um, they did. They posted it, whatever. And he hits me up like an hour after the video when, like, it went. It did really well on the page for the time. I think the page only had, like, I want to say 300,000 followers at the time. Mm-hmm. Something like that. So that was still huge at the moment. Mm-hmm. And I had seen, like, um, that, like, the, it was doing good. Like, the page was like, oh, well, this is interesting. They're doing stuff. Like, Marcelo was on the page, like, doing the recaps. Mm-hmm. He was doing, like, the Croqueta reviews. And it was, like, in June that he, like, joined that. And I was, like, watching it. And I was, like, damn, well, this is dope. Like, everybody would, every comedian was watching, like, Marcelo and only, and they're, like, damn, what was, like, what the hell? Like, this is dope. He has a platform. This yeah. is sick. Like, because we didn't. No, no Miami city, comedian. Yeah, I don't think no other city has like something like that, bro. No, like no, no, an no. IG page I don't th- no, that is like no. I tell him like yo, you're like the new Power 96. Like you're like the new Not even the radio. new like bro, radio TMC. It's so many things in yeah, one. Yeah, it's like it's like like maybe you could be it's like kind of like the Miami World Star. Miami Barstool m- mixed also. with Barstool mixed yeah. with like radio mixed with like it's like It's wild, bro. They 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 you really People still ask me what it is. I still really don't even know how to explain yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I've never seen it. It's, it's like phenomenal. people it's like you know how people in fights would break out they'd be like World Star, World Star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like only, only in day, only straight up, dude. Bro, and we I, can't even repost the fights because then we'll. Yeah, no, only. I'm not. I, yeah, it's something I think that's unique to Miami, like an IG page like that. Because I try to explain that to like my New York friends, like, yo, what's only in them? Like, bro, it's an IG page that runs Miami. I don't straight know. Straight up, yeah, like, it, it, it's it's wild the, the amount of power like that yeah. page has, but but it's great, dude. Like, I was able to. So so he hits me up and he's like, yo, let's do something together. Like, what do we? What could we do? Because it was only like Marcelo at the time doing that content, um, and I was like, I don't know. Like, let's think about it. And nah. Um, and he hits me up, tells me all that. And all I could think of was like, that would work for the page. I told him like, oh, maybe we can do something where I do like different reviews for restaurants and I do it in that restaurant's accent. And we did that and it was cool. And we, it, it it's not that it was corny, but it felt a little bit like, how long can this last if we do course, that? Basically. You know? Yeah. So then I was like, well, people are doing like these like on the street interviews, like side talk wasn't around yet, but there was stuff that was going around that was like that and it was a pandemic so no one was really doing interviews on the street mm-hmm. at that time as much just because of that reason mm-hmm. um in fact i don't think like sidetalk was around but it was not as blown up as it, as it is to the day obviously mm-hmm. um shout out to those guys those guys are great mm-hmm. and i was like why don't we do like just on the street interviews in miami like i'll go and basically do crowd work with people mm-hmm. um and like interview them about like whatever like not necessarily any specific questions but feel the vibe of the people in Miami and see where it goes because people get crazy and like I'll match anyone's energy and I'll try to like make conversation with literally anyone. Like, that's something I like mm-hmm. try to pride myself on. So I was like, I, I think we can get make something work here. Mm-hmm. And I did. And it was December 17th and we're in Wynwood and he's like, all right, go meet up with this camera guy. You guys uh, shoot some interviews, see what happens. We'll see. Um, I go, I shoot interviews, and I'm shooting all the way from like 9 p.m. to like one in the morning. My birthday was December 18th. Mm-hmm. Um, I literally, I literally turned 25 while I was like record, like doing only in data interviews in Winwood. Wow, it was crazy, and I was like, this is dope, and I enjoyed it. And I loved it. I was like, this is mm-hmm. fun. Like I could see this being like a thing. Like it was like dope. Mm-hmm. Um, we posted it. Like some of them did well, and ever since, like we're like. I've been working with them and doing. Together, like. Yeah, dude, and never, and I, and then I also went that much crazier on the standup because we had a show that same month, like towards the end of the month, where it was like, 
you know, like I think it was like um, I DJed. It was a comedy. You show. did, they did yeah. a couple of them, bro. They we did, did the, the drive-in comedy during the pandemic. That exactly. Was nuts. And then Steve did, Trevino did that, and he he he's crushing it right now. Then too. they started doing the improv. The and improv. I was DJing. It was you know like you, Caballo, Mario, uh, yes. Marcelo. It yes. was like the local guys, you know, yeah, like getting their shit off, and then you guys packed it, sold out. You know crazy, what I'm saying? Like, dude. and that was the first. Well, you did it the weekend of 2021. I think it was in 2021. I did the drive. I think I did the drive-through, and then I did two in the improv. You did two in the improv, but the two in the improv, I think you did were. Did you? Re- it was in 2021. It must have been. Was it like back to back, like days, or it was like one year and another year? It was two separate events. It wasn't the same weekend. It wasn't the same weekend. It was weekend. like three. It was the. Yeah, I feel like it was the uh, the drive-in. Then a couple months passed. Then I did one at the improv. That's what it was. You're right. A couple right. months passed. I did another one at the improv. That's what it was. So 2020, that one that we did, it was like I think. Andy Pita was in it too, Caballo, like you said, Cisco, Mm -hmm. Marcelo. And then I was like a guest. He only gave me like, he's like, do five to 10 minutes to seven minutes. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was like, all right, great. And this was my first time. Well, it was the second time performing at the Emperor. I had done Louis Diaz's show, hilarious comedian as well, Mm -hmm. uh, who had a show there called The Frat House. And I did that. And it was like my first time doing that. And I had done the open mic at the Improv Mm -hmm. before the pandemic. And then this was my first show at the Improv during, Mm -hmm. after the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Everybody was crazy. Then only in day crowd, I was like, some of them were definitely like dealing, you know, illegal drugs there was like a wild yeah, yeah, crowd yeah, yeah, where there yeah. was some of them that were like realtors and like probably yeah, buying like, those like, drugs like, like so, narcos <laughs> and realtors like, right and the ones that are like that, the two highest professions in miami truly like if they are like, and they were all there if, so you, and like, if you're a, like if you're a bottle girl or you work in the nightlife and you start to get a little too old yeah, and, new, and the new 21 year olds take your job you go to real estate that's it that's exactly. like the miami path of like bottle girls basically and bartenders in that, miami that, it's how it goes yeah and then eventually if that doesn't work then you start only fans back to only fans or just selling drugs in general on only fans that's, yeah, that's yeah, the that's, new wave. Yeah, that's, <laughs> like, that's it. Yeah, yeah. How do you feel about Miami women, bro? It's a love hate relationship. Oh man, know. bro, dude. Uh, Give me like the pros and cons of Miami women to you. There's okay. I think a Miami woman. I, I what I love about Miami women is that they're like very. Um, they're open minded. They they speak their mind. They you know they'll tell you if you fucked up. They'll be like out here. But um, like, bro, you fucked up, bro. Like, yeah, like that confidence they got. It's like you know, like that from that like Latino fire, whether they are or not. Like it just fuels them, and it's like contagious, mm-hmm. which I like. It's good. Like you go to Minnesota, like a girl will be mad at you for a year, and she won't tell you. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah, then like yeah. it's like, what the fuck happened? Yeah. Uh, but here she'll fucking tell you. Like yeah. you'll know. Um, and even if it's like as petty as like unfollowing you on Instagram, it's like, oh fuck, she unfollowed me again. Yeah, or, like, like that you, girl's picture. Like oh my god, like what are you doing? Like, like that, bro. Like and, and it's like you, you know, I don't. That that part is like it's fun. It's like a it's like a good game. It's a, it's mm-hmm. it's it's enjoyable. Keeps it interesting. It keeps it interesting. But I do think Miami women and just Miami guys in general, like it's very easy um, to to kind of be like everybody's like, oh, we're all like single here. Like everybody's always like, when you go somewhere, you feel that energy of like we're all trying to fuck somebody here, right? Yeah. So yeah. like lo- finding love is like very difficult. It's very hard. It's bro. very tough. Why is it like that? Because you bro, think it's unique to our city or is it like uh, I do everyone's think so. dealing with this on social media now? Uh, the social media stuff, everybody's dealing with it, of course. Mm-hmm. But the way that Miami, I've, I've lived in Chicago for like a few months. I've lived in New York for a few months as well. I've been to, I've been to different places. Mm-hmm. It's just the energy you go when you're, you're going to a club specifically in Miami it's like vultures. Everybody's like a vulture and they're all trying to fuck each other and you never know who's going to get it. And as someone that's trying to like, like, 
you know, I'm 28. Like, I'm like trying to like, you know, eventually, not, yeah, not yeah. necessarily. I'm a, I'm a comedian. I know I'm going to travel. I'm going to do all this. Um, I want to be able to like have, have my freedom, but also have a family. Uh, this is different with, with those values. Damn, is that an oxymoron? Yeah, bro. Having freedom and a family. I, I mean, it's, it's hard weird. to have both, bro. I know. Because I think about that all the time. I'm at that age too, where it's like, yeah. as soon as you commit to one girl and I feel like you lose, you have to, you lose that freedom of, because part of being successful in Miami is being out. Right. It's hard to be successful in Miami if you're it's not tough. out, bro. It's if tough. you want to, you know, like live you the family life. You got to meet people. You got to network like, and all that shit. Yeah. Yeah, bro. It's and not it's easy, like, dude. All the women are beautiful. I'm just looking. I'm just looking. Yeah, sure. <laughs> the women are beautiful. You know, the men got money and the men look good. You know, so every, it's yeah. like everyone's at the top of like the the ladder of like value. You know what I mean? Like, Only fans it, are drug dealers. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Like and realtors. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. What we're gonna call. yeah. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But yeah, dude, I'm like like recently. Like I recently got into a relationship mm -hmm. uh, with a girl that I'm like I'm like okay I'm confident that like like this could last because of the fact that she lets me do my shit she mm -hmm. supports what I do she's into what I do she helps me with what I do and she's still she's doing her own shit like mm -hmm. she still does her thing like she has her own podcast she has her own thing going gotcha. she has her own goals she has her own thing and she respects what I do and we both are like very. Like we're on the same wave of like we both want to grow, we both want to make the as much money as we can, and we both want to be creative while doing that, mm -hmm. and do what we love for, and then support each other as much as we can. Mm. So we're able to like go out like to clubs together if we go out. We're able to do this together. We're able to do like you know it's like it's 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 something that I, it's the healthiest relationship I've been in in Miami since I like started since I became single like post pandemic and right. i had like a very stable stable relationship where all i right. would do was like watch movies on netflix and not really go out like right right because honestly before the pandemic and while i was doing that improv thing i didn't really go out to like clubs and shit like i only really started becoming like i became single again like i dated this girl for like four years like from like 2016 to 2020 mm -hmm. and it was great lovely relationship amazing all love to her she's a realtor now ironically but uh <laughs> <laughs> but after that i was like um i've never i haven't really been single like i'm 25 years old i haven't really like experienced being single in this city because before that i also had a three-year relationship uh, with a girl that like we got together right after high school and like man, it was during God. the time that i was losing like, weight lost your mind bro God, and, like turned into a fucking coquette not nah, but i was like I <laughs> easily bro yeah, yeah. as easy as uh, as it gets but um yeah dude and i i i, I lift that whole from basically december 2020 Mm -hmm. to like the november 2021 to 2022 mm -hmm. i was like full-on savage mode yeah, like yeah. for two years yeah like i was like you know going out and after shows you go to drink and they invite yeah. you to this you and you the, go to that you and got then, your cloud on only in day and then only they hook out, up and then yeah. you're like you're not really paying for much so you're like ah why not um and i like literally i felt like it was great like 2021 i remember being like oh this is dope this is sick like yeah this is going out mm -hmm. shit this is different you know like it was the first year of me doing that mm -hmm. gramercy every wednesday we're going to copper blues after shows mm -hmm. we're going to live we're going there and i loved it and i love that live and everybody that lives that life that you know I'm, I'm all, i also still do once in a while it's uh, i love it it's fun and then you're able to network and have a good time with people at the same time mm -hmm. but um it's also like that dichotomy of like if you do it too much it's gonna it's gonna too, get you it's gonna get you. too much of a good thing is no longer a good thing it's not bro yeah. so like I, you know you're out it was like a drug basically so it you is, have bro. to like consume it in moderation because that's what you, i've learned 
That's yeah. what I learned, bro. And it, and yeah. it's not. It's a hard pill to swallow. Ima- ima- imagine me. I get paid for being part of that drug. Exactly. Like, you know what I'm well, saying? Well, technically, so, me too. I'm out, yeah. I'm out here entertaining people, so getting up on really stage. Learn, These people are drinking. We gotta really learn to like, like, like. Be in it, but not participate in it all the time. And like, bro, so, if I drink every time I DJ, I'm an alcoholic. You insane, know what I'm so, exactly. So, and I, and you start. Feel, I honestly started feeling like that for a little bit. Like, I was like, yeah. "Fuck, I'm drinking every night. Yeah. I'm waking up feeling like shit. I barely want to do shit. Like, I'm out here. Like, yeah, I'll write, I'll do it, but like, I didn't feel like I was like disciplined or like right. even healthy. Right. Like, I gained like 30 pounds in like that range of time. That's part of the job in itself. That's like the side job that people don't understand. Like taking care of yourself. It's and, so and, important. And, and learning to deprive yourself from the the liquor and the and the and the, and the, and Drugs, the weed or whatever you woman do. Woman, yeah, everything. Whatever. Yeah, that lifestyle. Like, you got to really learn to deal with that in moderation. You know, yeah, and if dude. you're not a person who's comfortable with yourself or you're a little bit insecure yeah, or you, you search for validation... You could easily like fall off the cliff. Easy. It's easy, bro. And I and and I I literally made a decision. I was like, okay, no. Like last year, like towards like the end, like tail end of the year, mm-hmm. I was like, nah, I can't be doing this whole like freaking like going out and all this bullshit like too much because mm-hmm. it's it is getting to me. And I was like realizing it. I was like, okay, I can't. It's just it's to the point that I I'm doing it and it doesn't. Feel, I don't even want to do it. Like I'm just yeah. doing it out of like the norm yeah like in my routine it's part of yeah and i stopped and i was like going out like maybe twice a week then like you know i got into this relationship and it was more and more and more and more and more like just time that was spent in a healthy way mm-hmm. um and less time that it was spelled like not sleeping or drinking or consuming all that. And, and like like yeah yeah like, dog like and i've been like I've, i haven't felt as healthy as i am these past like three four months than i Dope. that i have in the past like two or three years so it's like it's a real estate. Do you feel that like it's like me, DJing uh, stand-up comedy on stage? Do you feel like like drinking is like a performance enhancer? I don't. I don't drink before shows. Oh, really? No, I don't okay. really drink before shows. If I drink before a show, I'll, I'll do a shot. Like if I'm like doing, um, like I'm I'm working with like a headliner or, or like somebody that likes gotcha. to drink, like just to like a piece and go for it. Mm-hmm. But I don't really enjoy like drinking or being high before shows. Yeah. I, I've done it before, but I never enjoy the moment of because you feel like. Like, there was a show that I specifically remember. It was that only in the weekend mm-hmm. that you DJed one of the shows because we had, like, six shows. It was, like, a packed out. Mm-hmm. It was, like, you know, Thursday, Friday, two shows, Saturday, two shows, Sunday. Mm-hmm. And the Saturday night, like, second show, I remember being, like, wasted on stage. Like, I was fully drunk. And I, re- I, and I, I was having fun, but mm-hmm. I was like, yo, I have no control of what's happening right now. Yeah. Like, I could say some shit that could cancel me immediately like yeah. i really was like <gasps> and it was and I, and I hated that feeling dude and i had done it once like while i was doing improv like i think i got like i had an edible or something when i was like younger and i did those improv shows mm-hmm. um bro i remember like being like in my head so much and the number one thing about like doing improv or even stand-up is to get out of your own head yeah get out like of your own way. Too. Yeah, that too, because you start thinking so much, and and I was like, nah, I hate it. Because it happens like the same with DJing and stand-up comedy that, like you said, when you when you hit that roadblock and it's time to turn left and go another bag, you start to get in your head like, oh shit, why did I hit that roadblock? And you're like not focused on the new path; you're focused on the path that you already have set. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Oh shit, am I bombing right now? And then you get your own like, bro, straight up, and then you're you're gonna fuck up. You're going down a downward spiral, and you lose if you can't. It's like doing an interception; you got to get over that shit quick and go to the next play. You know, like what um as far as the sensitivity and people being soft now, and and you said getting canceled. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you do you approach like how is your feeling toward that like? Um, I think everybody's like kind of calming down a little bit with that, in right. my opinion. I think Miami is a little less like 
I don't do I use yeah, the word no. like liberal weirder like that. Like I think we're less, think we're so. not. Yeah, we're less. I've heard Marlon Wayans. Um, he did, just did an interview with Laz, and he said the reason why he loves Miami is because people aren't that sensitive. They aren't on that weird. They're not because people from they want, people they don't, from like other places. Like they're not. They don't. Like they're that like that we dealt with communism. It's okay yeah. if you're saying if yeah. you're. It's okay, bro. Say it. Yeah, like they wanted to affected. say that. Like, yo, yeah, we have food. Like we're good. Like, yeah, we were offended when we bore. If we weren't offended when Castro was talking, we're not gonna be offended what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's that. That's that's that, but it's. I don't think it's um, as bad as it was because it was. I did feel like I was like walking on eggshells at one point, and mm. doing improv that art form is very very PC. So like it's if you do something wrong, if you like and touch somebody the wrong way, like if like not like that, but like for example, like improv gets crazy. Like it's yeah. like you're in an improv show, you might have to carry somebody because now that person is a tree or like dumb shit yeah. like that. Yeah, which I love. I love doing that dumb shit. Mm -hmm. But um, you know, it gets a little bit. A little like there's there's just a lot of different things you could go wrong if you do that and if you're like mm -hmm. you're in so focused on like what is wrong that mm -hmm. as opposed to that what is working or what is funny and why we're laughing about that you know gotcha. what I mean like there's jokes that I say right now in my act like when I'm uh, on March 15th at the Miami Improv that I might say that I wouldn't have let myself say like early on in 2021 because I would have been like maybe this is a little bit like yeah, the pushing the envelope a little too yeah. much. Um, not that I'm doing anything that's offensive, honestly. Like I try to keep my stuff pretty mm -hmm. clean when it comes to that aspect of things. But just the idea of like, is that a little wrong? I think that's part of comedy, though, is yeah. like to shock people. You gotta you know have a little. So bit. if you can't say something that's shocking, that makes your job way harder. Dog, you know what I'm saying? Like because now you gotta just be like like funny in a blander way. Like you know. Yeah, what I'm I mean, saying? and like, some people get away with it. Don't get me wrong. There's people. Right. There's friends that I work with that only do like like Marcelo, for example. He does very clean comedy. Like right. it's it's like well to the level that it got him to SNL. Right. So like it's it's he does some like it's very like. You won't really hear him talk PC. about sex. You won't really hear him talk about. He won't really cultural curse. Issues. He's very. He like, won't really cultural. Exactly cultural. He's very issues. like personal stories. It's and all shit. personal yeah. stories, and it's based on his real and my stuff too. Like I, my my comedy is really based on observations about my own life and things around me, mm -hmm. and it's truly based on, on on me as opposed to being like, you know, Republicans should like you know. It's, yeah, I don't yeah, go into yeah. any of that shit. You you um yeah. Well, as as you're living life, you 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 on the notepad a lot, writing ideas down. Oh, when you bro, I that's I'm always on that. Like right here, yeah. This is like all, like all the shit that I write, and then I'll just wow. put it like in, in bullet points, and I have one like per year and per month, like 2022 material, 2021 material, wow. and I have like X's for what works and what doesn't. I'm very like. Are you we for the show shit. March fifteenth at the Improv? Are you yeah. debuting like any? How how much do you change your material? Mm. How much do you you rock with the same stuff? And you're like, okay, this is played out now. Let me switch it up. Are Good you question? Yeah. Um, so it's I'm doing an hour. So I'm doing like an hour that I've like tried to put together uh, based on like the best some of, some material that I've done in the past, mm -hmm. but a lot of the material that I found myself doing in the past felt very like localized or that it was very like just focused on the fact that i'm latino mm -hmm. or just focused on this it, i'm this is like a piece of work that i'm putting out that is it, it's um kind of coming from like an experience of like where i am in life right now like being like 28 years old so in miami new material that you're gonna a lot of this is new material yeah, so it's kind of like you're special in a way yeah because yeah. i'm doing stuff that i did before but i'm putting it in different orders and there's things that are setting that up differently and it has a nice little pace and callbacks so, to it do you do the whole you do the whole um 
like practice to make sure it takes up an hour time like yeah so i'm doing I've been, I've been doing like little i'm not posting about them like the one when i'm doing other because i want to make sure that everybody comes yeah. to the 15th but yeah like i've done like i did like an hour in fort lauderdale the other day um i've done i, I try to do time i i hosted in dania this sunday uh i'm gonna probably see if i can do a spot after this like uh, at this place called doms and brickle um oh. so so I'm just, I try to go out as much as I can because you got to test out your material and see what yeah. works and doesn't. But I have all the jokes I'm going to say. Now it's just a matter of organizing it in the best way that like makes the most. Do you remember so, it Kind of like DJing, like putting a song yeah, yeah, here, here. A yeah. set together. Do you remember it all or do you, can you kind of like put a notepad off to the side or like a note and kind of like go um, by bulletins or is I, it? I like to do it to the point that I remember what I'm okay. doing over there. A lot of people bring a notepad or they bring like a little notes. Like I've seen like headliners bring a little paper and they'll like put it on the floor before I go on, like yeah. if they're hosting. I don't really like doing that. Like I, I enjoy the feeling of like, you know, going out there. Naturally freestyle, like yeah. getting it out. Okay. And I like doing crowd work in between. I like going out and like talking to the audience as I'm like setting up a joke and going this way and going that way with it. Mm -hmm. So I, I like to let myself be free with that. Um, but at this time I'm, I'm trying to like have at least some sort of a structure to what the jokes and where I'm doing the jokes and let the crowd work on the freestyle and all that stuff come in between without it being too like yeah. serious or focused on it. Do you, you know get nervous at all? Mm, no, it's been a minute since I got nervous for a show. Cause I think once you, you try all your shit out with the, with the, with the small venues, you know what yeah. I'm saying? And then just the more you go on stage in front of people, you just, I straight you, up. It's weird because I'm a DJ, right? So mm -hmm. I've been on stages where 5,000 people are looking at you. I've been in arenas. I've yeah, been yeah, all yeah. right. And it's like, the thing is with me is that I can I talk on the mic, but I could put the music and, fall, and fall back. Yeah, that's but, true. But I think I ain't got myself, no music, like, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you can't like rely on the music if nah. you fuck up or, or you know what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. I think about that all the time. Like, I want to go to an open mic and try it out and just kind of like see if I could do it. Yeah, man, and do it. Like, I don't have the, the, the music to throw in case like, no, 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 no. Like, I can't run. You know what nah, I'm saying? No, no, no. They'll take the mic away from you, but yeah. that's it. No, nah, I'm kidding. Yeah, but yeah. but it's, it's different that way. And it's I mean, like, you're going to get, I think everyone's going to get, it's like DJ. It's like any performing. When you first start, you're going to like get. You're gonna bomb like yeah. that's inevitable. You have to. You gotta be yeah. able to. Like I bumped a shit ton of times when I was like starting up. Yeah. Like it's it's inevitable, and you should. You want to bomb. Like I want to go. Like I know that if I do new material and some of it bombs, like okay, that's good. At least I know why why it didn't work, and I gotta go back to the drawing pad and see what will make it better or mm -hmm. something. Like what did I say that didn't make sense for this setup that I thought this punchline would be good for? Mm. You know what I mean? So you, you kind of do you ever film? Like those tests, so you could watch your shit back. Oh or yeah, is it all I try to film. Well, the past like month, I've been filming all my sets just to see like which specific ones wow, are working that I'm shit. trying. Yeah, yeah dude. You, and well, you just go set up a camera on a tripod. Yeah, just kind of like. Yeah, yeah. And my girl has like like I was telling you, like she has a camera like that, so like she's been helping me out and like comes into to whatever show that is, you know. That, that I'm going to do more than 10 minutes in. Mm -hmm. And like I recorded, have it set up properly. And I've been doing that. I'm posting out a bunch. Of, I did a, a set at Dania that I did like a lot of crowd work. Because a lot of what stuff on the internet, like right now on TikTok and Instagram, it's crowd work that you yeah. put up. Because you're not giving away your material. So when people right. come see you, they can still see the I material. Would I would imagine there's a difference like between Broward and Dade. I always say that. Oh, my God. Like, like it's like a new county line road is like a new country. You know what it I'm is, saying? Like it's going, like you're performing in a new state almost. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, a new country even. Yeah, I was going to say. So I would imagine like your material different like i won't be able to like but like i said i'm not i don't i want to record this next the, like what i'm doing on the 15th mm -hmm. to the point that anybody can watch it in like minnesota new york chicago wherever mm -hmm. and i can still like they will still be able to understand and relate as opposed to just like laughing about the metro rail you know what i mean yeah yeah, yeah. so and in dania that teaches you to do that when you do these shows in fort lauderdale west palm beach dania tampa yeah. orlando like anything in, in florida that's not miami 
it helps you yeah, to become a better comedian. It's probably easy to like work in the Miami circuit to get really like like wrapped up in like doing the Latino Cuban Miami oh my God. shit and cause you gotta realize like that's not the rest of the country no, like that bro. shit will not resonate anywhere else it so you won't. kinda gotta like Ameri have some Americanized content you know what I'm saying yep. like and, and that's where you could test that out in Broward you know exactly. what I'm saying like and it works like if it like it, and, and that's I wanna do that like I want the stuff I'm doing to not feel like just this part of like yeah. just only and they would understand it you know yeah, what I mean yeah, yeah, so yeah. that everywhere else is also like you know, damn. Okay, cool. Like, I'm. I want. I want to be able to tour. Like, I'm. I'm planning. I'm going to LA. Like, at the end of the month, I'm gonna be a bunch of shows over there. Like, I'm. I'm. Oh. Yeah, man. Like, I. I've. I've been at this for like you know counting improv. I've done comedy for like six, seven years almost, and stand up for like three or four. So I want to be able to keep on, you know, growing the machine and not just letting you, it stay here. Yeah. Are you uh, any plans for the like the YouTube? Because I know a lot of comics are yeah. doing things like releasing on YouTube now. And so as far as like the special itself, I'm not sure where that like what I'm recording. I'm not sure where where it will end up. Um, who knows? Mm -hmm. But yeah, I'm, at least as far as YouTube goes, I, I also have a podcast that I'm starting uh, called Carlos Life, and I'm like putting that out there. Uh, I've recorded a few episodes, but I'm going to try to keep on being more and more active and consistent with it. As you know, like that's what works with podcasting. Yeah. And that, you know, podcasting alone, like you talking into a mic by yourself, which is kind of like what the podcast is. And when I have guests, I have guests. Mm -hmm. um, it helps you like, honestly, for my comedy, like I'm able yeah. to like, I'll say something like, oh yeah, that's funny. Because oh, yeah. uh, you're just like spitting out there like yeah like yeah. freestyling doing improv yeah. by yourself on some sometimes or like yeah in a conversation you're like, oh, yeah, like that's therapy funny. to me bro straight up like bro. you know like just being able to just get your shit out you and know it's cheaper like, than therapy yeah, you know? yeah, sometimes you get paid even yeah, 100%, bro <laughs> so it's um, dope bro for sure i mean and and uh how do you feel about miami strip clubs bro because i just got invited the other day it's like to, to to a meeting like i have a very serious meeting happening oh fun and they it's like tootsies for like lunch that's hilarious and i'm like bro miami gotta be the only city where you can have a serious meeting about business yeah let's have steak where are we like, going tootsies yeah, yeah. Like ass in your face, you know what i'm saying like yeah it's pretty good yeah it's it, hilarious like you you'll literally be like having a discussion well how much money are we making and some like a girl's ass is just out yeah, here and telling the food you. is like gourmet i'm eating lobster i know you know what i'm saying Great. just ask the ass is gourmet and the food is gourmet that's that's really it it's crazy i think it's I, look strip clubs i you know i i the one i frequent the most that some people don't even call a strip club is, is 11 honestly mm -hmm. um and it's because i don't feel like so bad that i'm at a strip club i'm like oh, it's I'm not fully it's a strip a club, club but it's just like it's not like candy at the main stage it's like naked cuban girls yeah they'll like just put around. them there and it's like well i mean they're here yeah you know what i mean yeah, so it's just you walking know, around like hey nice to meet you you're naked but it's not like like yeah like an organized strip. It's fun. I like talk, I like being at a strip club, not knowing who's the stripper, and then not knowing Ooh. who's about to like take my money. Like I want Ooh. it to be done in that way. Like if I like I want you to be like have a conversation with me. I'm not even sure if this is working or if this is a business transaction. Yeah. And then maybe be like we'll go to the room and I'll be like now I have a decision to make. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Am I in love with this girl or am I just like this is am I falling for the strap that she mm. did great at? You know, like she's a good actress even. Yeah. She's falling for it. So I I, I like that about Eleven, but. Man, dude, like I've been to like BTS on the river and all this stuff. Like that shit gets crazy. Like yeah. it's it's insane the amount of uh, of you know just just you know the, the goods that are there. Yeah, yeah. You're just like oh shit. And like you walk into club guy. I'd I'll go if I'm have if I have a girl with me that yeah. I'm, that I'm messing with. I'll take her there and, oh, yeah? and kind of focus on letting her have a good time. Yo, yeah. you want to buy a lap dance? Pick who's your type of girl in here. Like oh, so shit. I'm kind of just paying for her. You know what I'm saying? But I but, think I think it's uh I don't know there I don't think I've ever been to a strip club like a Miami strip club like you outside of the city like I remember well, being in other in Orlando and other places they have pasties on their nipples you can't bro, in touch Canada them. I went 
to Canada. I went oh to a God. strip room in Canada. Bro, that was, I don't even know. I, I felt like I was just, I don't know. I felt like I was like a fucking like Hooters. Like it was very like not, no one was really doing much. It was like they were almost like apologizing for being naked. They're like, so, like it was yeah. very like, sorry. Like, I'm sorry. Like, is this too much? Like, yeah, yeah. it was just very, they were very nice. They're like, yeah. no one's really, they're not really looking. They're not trying too hard to get at yeah, you. They're no, like, it's better over here because the women come from third world countries. So they're yeah, just really so they're like, like, we got to get this going. They're used bro. to the machismo, how men act. Like, let's just get to the money. Like, let's get, you know, exactly. it's not. And not they need shame. it. Yeah. The, a girl can leave Cuba. And look how these girls look and become a millionaire in a, a matter of a year. You've been working at BT's on the river in two weeks. Oh, easily, like, bro. And, and become a millionaire. Become at a, a BT's and 11 sometimes yeah. even. Yeah. I don't know how old the exclusivity contract is for, yeah. for that. Does that happen on strip clubs? I don't, I don't even know. Like, I feel like I might have seen a girl at BT's and I might have seen a girl at 11, but I don't know whether she's frequenting one or the other and then she's yeah. working the other one. But but yeah, 11's fire though. Like you you, you go to yeah, 11 yeah, a lot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a fan of 11. It's fire, dude. I remember one time I was at 11. Um, well, shout out to them, bro, because they, they really do like treat us right, and they're they're dope as hell there. And we honestly, the first few times going to Eleven, I didn't realize it was a strip club. Legitimately, mm -hmm. like I, w I would go to Gold Rush. Like the first time I ever ever went to a strip club was Gold Rush, mm -hmm. uh, or no, actually it was King of Diamonds. It was like the Tuesday oh, wow. nights, like when you were like you could go be before you were twenty one. Oh shit! And the one time we went, we went on a Thursday instead of Tuesday, and they did a lot of sin. And then like two weeks after that, they stopped that like like younger than twenty ones can get in. So then I went to my first strip club with like my ex. And a bunch of her girlfriends went out in 2020, and I was like, "This is like wild, like this is crazy." Like, oh, and I was like, think like silly with it. Mm -hmm. And then I went to 11. Like, man, I must. I think 2021 must have been like when I first went. Um, and I was like, "Whoa, this is wild, dope ass club." And then like, all right, interesting. There's some stuff happening. Here. And then like the second or third time, it was like when I realized what was going on, and it was like, "Oh shit, this is a strip club. We're yeah. just pretending it's not." Like, but 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 it's you know you you appreciate the the efforts of it making it feel like it's not, and yeah. it's like you're at a club, but they're so. Do you think like stand up comedy and strip clubs could work together? There's definitely been a that's been a thing before. Like yeah, there's yeah. there's definitely. Uh, stand-up shows in strip clubs like in Broward that's a thing there's a show I've never, never done it I did a comedy night I wonder like I've how never. that would go off I don't know bro because the thing is like why would you pay attention to like a chubby dude on stage talking about his yeah, penis when, when this lady like yeah, when her right. pussy's in your face like yeah, it's yeah, not yeah you're right it doesn't like the what you're trying to do at a comedy show if you're going there with a girl or you're single and you're trying to find a girl is to get to the pussy which is that's already true. in your face that's why it's so easy to dj strip clubs because like people are not there for you they're, oh, they're there not there for, for the they're not like yo i love this fucking, song <laughs> yeah you can play fucking mexican fucking music yeah rancheras the bitch's pussy pop into the fucking have you is that a thing you deal with like if you go to a regular club like someone will be like yo bad bunny but at the strip oh clubs bro, th would they do that in a strip club like they'll still tell you nah. maybe I, um, yeah they, they will I, yeah I, I don't really dj strip clubs okay but, but when but, you whenever you but, have yeah i'm sure they have but bro i see bad bunny phones in, in my sleep bro bro that's that, like, that's a nightmare it's bad I'm i've sure. never seen anybody like get requested as much yeah tell me where tell, uh where they could find you at bro uh, you can find me on Instagram at C-A-H-R-L-O-S, Carlos with an H in the middle. That's just how I spelled it. It is what it is. Uh, it's my initials, Carlos Alberto Hernandez Rodriguez, and then Los, C-A-H-R-L-O-S. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at C-A-H-R-L-O-L, on TikTok at the same thing, C-A-H-R-L-O-L, and on YouTube at Carlos Hernandez Live. And the 
talking about being live. Come to my show at the Miami Improv on Wednesday, March 15th. We're out there. Uh, my hour's called Best Thing That Ever Happened To You. It might be the best thing that ever happened to you that week. Come through. It'll be a hell of a good time. And uh, thank you, brother. Appreciate you for having me at Miami on the Rocks. There it is. Carlos, thank you for coming through, my brother. <laughs> thank you, brother. Bow. Appreciate you, dude. March Bow. 15th, Improv Miami. Boom. Oh, <laughs>